if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast, where we are talking about all things Hallmark in two nights. All things one calls the heart. We start off with Elizabeth and her diary entries. Um, I have to say, I'm really digging the whole Elizabeth sitting by the window and writing in her diary. I kind of want Jeanette Oak to write a book that's just Elizabeth's diary entries because she's so inspiring to me. So that that's a, that was a thing at the beginning of the series, right? Or is this a new thing now that she's a writer? I think it was so, like season one. Yeah. And in the pilot, the one with um, Poppy and what's her name? The blonde Maggie, girl? Maggie. Maggie Grace? Mm-hmm. Yes. So young Elizabeth was, she wrote in her diary, and that was a big storyline in that pilot. So I kind of like how they're bringing it back and bringing and, the diary. And the picture of Jack and her in the background. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So... That's all fun and dandy, and we get into the whole episode. <laughs> Where do you, you guys, guys want to start? So you guys like the voiceover thing? I do. Yeah, I do. I kind of hate that as a narrative device, but... I mean, I understood it for when Abigail left, and they were like, let's establish where Abigail went. Yeah. But it's probably just because Vampire's Diaries did it, and I hated that part of it. Oh. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I just I never seen it either. <laughs> what you guys? First of all, it's a little bit scandalous. So not hallmark, not hallmark chastity. I'm gonna say <laughs> that right now. But if you like not that, but just like vampires and drama, it's good. Okay. Just, I'm not a big vampire fan. That's why I watch One Called the Heart. So. And I like Homer. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Jesse and Gowan. Good. Thank you for not burying the lead here. Gowan is the most important part of the show. Everyone knows this. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Jesse decides he's going to go play big boy. And he is going to go sue Gowan because he thinks he has been cheated off of his land. I mean, I shouldn't have to ask, but I will. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to let Caroline go first. Because- oh, no. <laughs> I do not like that storyline. I, I was like, Gowan is not wrong. Gowan is not wrong. <laughs> and Jesse was kind of a baby. Oh, he was such a baby. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It drove me bonkers. And then Bill being the judge, and like, I just, he was, even though he ultimately was like, I can't convict him, you know, he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He and really it just did. makes me so mad. <laughs> and I hated it. And then when they were like, Looks like it's not fraudulent to me. And I said, correct. Correct. Because it wasn't. You're just a brat, (laughs) Jesse. So, yes, I totally agree. Jesse was being a big brat. I've never been a huge Jesse fan. He's just always been like, I don't know, a big baby. Mm -hmm. He's just crazy. But I will say this was kind of my favorite Bill episodic scene. Just because I think there's a little bit of a bromance going on between Gowan and Bill, and Bill does not want to admit it because 
he totally smirked the entire time when Jesse was going on and on about like the oil. Bill was basically like, I'm so done. Just that was funny. Shut up. <laughs> like we're done. <laughs> um and I think I think a little bit towards the end he was reverting back to, you know, season one Gowan, season one Bill and his anger towards Gowan and you know all the shenanigans back then. But I think Bill's warming up to Gowan because he could have just played dirty too. He was mm-hmm. totally smirking. They they all were. Even Lee yeah. was like, Jesse. No. I know. The thing that was so funny to me too was Clara being like, I'm super supportive. Support you, babe. And I am yeah. oh, it made me so mad. And then what was nefarious about getting Lucas to invest? That's the thing that really I know. Me about Bill is he was like, Now I've got him on the stand. I can learn all his personal business. It's none of mine. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. that yeah. that made me mad about and Bill. Luke, Lucas yeah. in the background was smirking too. I was like that was so funny I watched it again I, I noticed all the little stuff and I like Lucas with that smirk I was like it was funny yeah so. and uh, I'm just gonna say I'm not the biggest Lucas fan like if I have to pick I'm picking Nathan but really I'm not mm-hmm. picking either of them I'd rather just have more time with Hickam I don't care how it happens <laughs> But I, um, I do appreciate that Lucas sees the value of Henry, mm-hmm. which goes mm-hmm. a long way in my book. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, honestly, 40% odds, that's not low. I don't know mm-hmm. why everybody keeps saying, oh, why did you invest if it was such a low stakes? It's like 50-50 is 50-50, like flip of a coin. 40-60, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not a sure thing, but it's not, like, one in a million. Right. And he's a gambler, so, I mean, gotta take the shot, you know? Yeah, and then he even, um, you know, negated some of the loss prospects by expanding where he'd be able to drill and increase Mm -hmm. the odds of him being able to find oil. Like, Mm -hmm. come on, you guys. He's smart. Exactly. Smart, vicious man. See, if I were Gowan, I'd be like, sure, I'll drill 40%. What do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he was dirt poor. Like, Jesse had everything to lose because if there was a chance that there was no oil, he'd be out thousands of dollars that he does not have. I mean, well, it was I like, mean, pinch like and he pennies. literally couldn't have done it because no right. bank could have given him a loan. Right. He didn't have the business contacts to find investors to help him with this so the other option would be jesse just has that land and doesn't do anything with it right right whereas gowan is filthy rich so he can afford to lose a thousand dollars if he happened not to strike i was gonna say gold but you know oil so of course of course it is a problem everyone knows (laughs) (laughs) so anyways Yes. But I'm really happy for Gowan, and I don't feel like this is over, because I feel like the show is going to try to make Gowan be a bad guy somehow, and I will never believe it. Please don't do that. I don't know. I would be surprised if we go that route. I don't know. Well, it's not that Abigail's gone. I don't think they understand that Gowan is the best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So I'm worried. I think they like to steer the pot. I think they're just keeping us. But I don't think they're going to go back to Bad Gowan. All I want, all I want is Bill and Henry to be best friends and little grouchy old men together. That's all I want. There you go. They're going to be the grouchy old men sitting, you know, in the cafe, secretly best friends, but acting like they hate each other. But we all know that they just are like, they've got this bromance going on. I mean, Gossiping. I know you guys know that I'm Flo-Yo, right? I'm hashtag <laughs> Team Flo-Yo. But imagine if Bill and Florence and Henry and Molly go on a double date. Perfect. <laughs> that needs to be a thing. Look, writers, if you're listening to this, please make that a thing. That would be the best. We would be best. But Bill needs a romance, so there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does have a AJ. AJ. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he, they could do a triple date. There you go. <laughs> AJ, okay, wait, wait. AJ and Bill, Flo-Yo, and Molly and Gowan? Gowan? Yeah, and what, we were trying to figure out what a good name for them was. Gowley? Gowley? That's a good Gally. one. Gowley. Gowley? Oh, yeah, now one sounds like, I don't know, something crazy. Okay. Cool. Gowan. Mowen. Mowen. Sounds like Mowage. Yeah, Mowage <laughs> is what brings us together today. And then we can have a triple wedding at the end of season eight. At the there end of season go. eight, five weddings. There you go. And little Jack is a ring bear. <laughs> Will he be old enough? Yeah, because yeah, he'll yeah. be like six. three, two, oh, four. Three, yeah. 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 Okay, we need to talk. I don't. We need to really talk about Molly's children. I know they're not involved in the show, but. Can we please get all of Molly's children back, please? Mm-hmm. Molly has one. Just yeah. one. Yeah, well, can we just get all of the season one kids back, please? <gasps> they were yes, the cutest. The little reunion. And whatever happened to that, the really smart boy and that girl yeah. who's just like googly-eyed Wyatt, over him. Wyatt, Wyatt and Jim. And Jim. Yes. See, we just need this. Yes, and um, the Emily's oldest brother, well, both brothers, but... Gabe. Gabe, Gabe Montgomery. And who did he kiss? We don't know. We still mm-hmm. don't know. It's been six years. No. Rachel or Cassandra? Rachel. We, we this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think it was Rachel, for sure? I say, I say Rachel. I think it was Rachel. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> for real, though, can you please get Molly's daughter back? She was so yeah. cute. We she could justify cute. the loss of Gabe because... No, wait, we can't because Gabe's Emily's older Sister. brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they didn't move out of town because no. Emily's still there. She's no. by herself. A child. <laughs> yeah, her mom's still making candles. Poor Jack. <laughs> <laughs> She's the candle maker? She is the candle maker. She's the candle maker, yeah. And that's She's where Gabe is in the candle making sweatshop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either that or he's been shipped off to World War One. So. No, World War One doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't. No. Oh man. Poor poor Hope Valley. It's like maybe it does world. exist, but Canada didn't get into the Canada. war. Mm-mm. Not no, Hope Valley. Just Hope Valley. Valley. Didn't Hope Valley did not get in the war. They did it. Canada did. Just, just Hope Valley. Of- Okay, yeah. so the rest of the Canada did, just Hope Valley did mm-hmm. not. Right, right. We have a, a, a protection over them. Okay, 
for all like bad a, things. Like a dome. Like mm -hmm. a, a, dome, a snow globe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, so Gabe right. is not. Well, actually, he's not in Hope Valley. So no. is he in World War One? Yeah. Or because he's been gone the, since season two. Or does the globe keep you safe? If you're in the one cause, if you're in the Hope Valley, like, family, then I think you're safe from all. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of like uh, are very big deals. <laughs> yes, mudslides and floods. Yeah, those are the only things that can take you out. Take Jack out. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> For those of you listening on audio, all three of us did like a uh oh face. So. <laughs> all right, we're gonna stop all right. being Um. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the library. Okay. All right, so Lucas decides to gift the town a building for the library. Mm -hmm. And at first Elizabeth's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I'm serious. This is for the town and you. And hands her a key and baby Jack's looking at him like, what in the baby world Baby Jack's like, on? you ain't my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that happened um what do we think about lucas and elizabeth because she confronts him later and says basically she's basically saying are you hitting on me because i don't know about this she's like my husband literally died 10 seconds ago okay and i have a small child <laughs> and my best friend just left town unexpectedly I, can't, I don't have time for this shenanigans, Mr. Gambler, sir. Um, part of me actually did wonder if Lucas did this, not just as to a ploy to get Elizabeth's favor, but as a way to garnish some goodwill with the people mm -hmm. of the town. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He kind of seemed to friend zone her, for sure. People are not going to like him saying that, but it seemed a friend zone to me. Oh, you and, think? Yeah. Because mm, I read I that, like, when a boy says to me, so, like, we're friends, right? And I go, oh, my gosh, of course. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry if you thought there was more. That was just, like, we're totally misreading the situation. But, like, we can laugh about this. This is fine. And then I go home and I cry, like, why doesn't he love me? That's how I read that situation. Yeah, I don't know. She, he just seemed very like, I was into you at one point, and now I'm kind of not, because but you're like, too good. Talk, he does not seem like the kind of guy who would be like, there's lots of single gals here. I'm going to pick the one with a new baby. <laughs> right. I say Fiona. Yeah, Fiona. But, like, Fiona would be great. But, like, he just doesn't seem, like, the... Like, he might think that she's pretty, mm -hmm. but I don't think he would pursue it. I don't think, yeah. Mm -mm. Right away, at least. I don't yeah. think. At least no. not until the kid's older. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what he said. He was attracted to her beauty, but what even attracted him more was her goodness. And then he was basically like, I wrote it here. He said, I wanted a library because it seemed like a good thing. No disrespect. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's such a friend zone thing to say. Like, yeah, I think you're pretty, but even more so, you're just a good person. So I decided to help you out. Cool beans. Bye. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I was team Lucas hardcore because I really wanted Elizabeth with someone to like someone who could shake her up and not be as good because I don't know. She needs a little spice in her life. There you go. But the more I, I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't see like I was I was all Lucas during the filming, you know, part. And now that I see like Nathan, I'm like, oh Nathan. Like, I don't know. I'm honestly not feeling either one. If I had to pick one between them, I would pick Nathan. But for real and I keep I know I joked about Hickam, but I don't see the Hickam thing. They they've been in the same town together for what, eighteen years and they haven't even had dialogue together. So I don't see it coming, but I mean, let's bring back Charles. I, I said oh, Charles. Yes. I'd be down for Charles. Billy. Billy would be amazing. I don't see it happening. I think he's in jail. But Charles, he's not in jail and he's just rich. And yeah. he knows they, like he knows her, so I like, guess not not like a brand new love interest you know yeah and right. Hope Valley's starting to become like a legit town because they have the railroad and now they're gonna have a big oil operation in addition to the coal mine where Madison Smith works and you know it's legit yeah. mm-hmm. they're gonna very soon get to have Rosemary's Theater yes mm-hmm. about time <laughs> I need this to happen Okay, so since we're on the topic, let me ask of Elizabeth- you. Let me, let's ask a question. Real okay, quick, sorry. Go ahead. If you had to have a library for Elizabeth or a theater for Rosemary, mm. which one would you pick? Just for oh. like, just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, the not theater. like not like you're a person in the town. I, like, I, I need I need Rosie to have that theater. Like I just <laughs> I need it just because Lee. I just it's just so funny. Lee and Rosie. Team. You're, you're asking me to pick between two loves. <laughs> but it's not for Theater. you. Not for you. Like, you're not a citizen of Hope Valley. You are still yourself watching Hope Valley. Yeah. Would you Myself rat- watching Hope Valley. I am still conflicted because books, smart, entertainment, good things to read. Or You're not going to read any of those books. <laughs> Yeah, but the kids are going to read them. They're going to be smart. They need to be well-educated so that they can repopulate the rest of Canada. They still have the books. Yes. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, I'll have to go with the theater. I knew I could win this argument. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And Lee has promised this since season two, Mm -hmm. four years ago. Ben tweeted at me because I, I said Rosie needed her theater. He said he did build one. So she does have one. So, but it's in the woods. Ben built it? Yeah, Ben. ben yeah, sorry. Hickam built it. You know, I believe that Hickam built his own Rosemary stage. And Rosemary goes out there and practices. And, like, nobody else goes. But, like, Hickam goes every time and has to bring her flowers because he's that good of a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you know you're like secretly best friends with Ben Rosenbaum? Yeah, me. How does he feel about being the mayor? <laughs> I haven't asked him yet, but I'm sure he'll love it. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this has gotten on the podcast yet. Has it? Have we talked about Ben being mayor? Mm, I don't think so. No. 
Okay, and when I say Ben, apparently I really mean Hickam. Hickam. Hickam Ben, same thing. I'm going to pretend like his name is Michael Ben Hickam. <laughs> um, anyway, we have a new dream that we want Hickam to be the mayor of Hope Valley. Mm-hmm. And right now we are just a vocal minority, <laughs> but we will make this happen. Hashtag your support. Mike for mayor. Hashtag Mike for mayor. Hashtag Hickam for Hope Valley. Yes. Join the yes. movement. And if you want to join in our campaign, little plug, you can go buy a Mayor Hickam t-shirt. You guys, and I'm really proud of it. So, <laughs> so please buy them. We'll put a link. And like, you don't even have to buy the t-shirt. There, you can buy a sticker for like one dollar. Yeah, or a yeah. mug. Oh, anything really? Pillows. Anything. Yeah. Wall art. Y'all think we're joking. We're not joking. We're not joking. This is legit. So, like, we'll have a link to our merch store in the description, or you can just go to hallmarkiespodcast.com and then go to the store. Mm -hmm. It's right there. Yep. Money well spent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All proceeds will go towards the Hickam for Hope Valley campaign fund. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Sorry, we got distracted. Sorry. So since we talked about Elizabeth and Lucas and we started delving into who do we want for Elizabeth, um, let's start, let's, let's think about this. So we have Lucas and Elizabeth, the general consensus that the three of us have is meh. Nate and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't feel like a lot of chemistry between them. I need more scenes with them, you know, to really. I think I just like him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like him. But the majority of their scenes are just like them fighting, but not like at all in a way that would inspire passion, romance passion, because it's just about a child. And then, or him being like, okay, I have to go save someone's life. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I just like him mounting Nate better mm-hmm. than I like Lucas. Yeah. And it's nothing it's well, just how I mean, it's well, just how I do characters like Lucas. have been written. I just like, I like Lucas. M- I Mountie like Nate better. For Elizabeth more, but there's yeah. neither of them are Yeah. Ideal. Like, I yeah, I haven't swung one way completely yet. Mm-hmm. So fifty fifty. Um, yeah. So then there's also, who else? We said, there's Elizabeth and Carson, which will probably never happen now. But that has been talked about. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on I, that. I, couldn't, I couldn't see that. Like, I, I was hoping it wouldn't be Elizabeth and Carson, you know, during the, like, right before season six started filming. I'm like, are they going to do it? But I'm glad they didn't do it. I, I really thought they were going to do that if they did not do the whole team infirmary thing just because of all their scenes together. And I was like, mm, I feel like they're getting set up here. Mm-hmm. I, I Maybe it, they were doing it, but then everybody was so gung-ho, like Faith Carson. So maybe they just kind of scratched it. Yeah. I feel like it could have worked because they, they are both widows. They could have helped each other with their grief. They both like helping people. She liked helping children. He liked helping sick people. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it could have worked. Mm-hmm. I would have liked there- it better than what's going on now. 
Because right. I'm, I'm just going on record. I don't know if I've already gone on record. My memory does not last past six days. Um, I don't really feel the chemistry between Faith and Carter. Mm-hmm. And I... The Carson. This is the... <laughs> Carson. Faith and Carson. I like them both individually. I liked when they were, like, a team, like a co-worker team. Um, I reject the thing that men and women can't just be friends, but, I mean, they can't be friends now because they, like, dated. Um, but I, I just, I don't feel it. I don't either. I think I could see it. Well, you're, I mean, they're making, we're making us see it. It's literally on the TV, so we don't have a choice. But I don't super feel it. And I really did feel at least some between Elizabeth and Carson before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the problem, is that I felt way more between Aaron Krakow and Paul Green yeah. than mm-hmm. I feel between them now. So I think part of that, too, is we... I don't know about you guys, but I felt the romantic tension between Carson and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Even when, okay, this is going to sound really bad, but even when 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 Jack was still alive, mm-hmm. there was, so there was a scene where Carson's sister-in-law comes and she's like, rant, rant, rant. he's a terrible person. He's like, I have to leave Hope Valley. And then she finds him. Jack's been away. And Elizabeth and Carson are standing there talking and she's trying to convince him to come and I'm like as a viewer I was like mm-hmm. wait a sec mm, there's something here like their their chemistry mm-hmm. was there so well, Aaron has chemistry with like everybody I think you know so like I, I could I could feel it better with with Carson you're yeah. with Paul yeah with Paul yeah mm-hmm. but I, I mean I think there's a difference though between having between being a good scene partner mm-hmm. and having good scene chemistry mm-hmm. than having romantic, romantic chemistry. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So, so, so far we have Carson and Elizabeth, uh, Nate and Elizabeth, Lucas and Elizabeth. Then there's, um, but Charles and Elizabeth, Charles. Yeah. Top, Charles top choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Charles and Elizabeth. I never thought no. I'd say that ever. But um, Shane and Elizabeth have now mad or come back. Was his name Shane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his name was Shane. I'm Team Shane. Bring back Shane. Oh yeah, they also had romantic chemistry too. Mm-hmm. Everything. And I just I, like I, now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here's a wild one. Um, Billy Hamilton's very good twin brother just so that we can have andrew walker back there you go go. (laughs) he did say that one time he wanted to come back andrew did invited them to thanksgiving her dad also had a heart attack and faith goes off um and then we see faith and carson talking and she's like i might have to stay here indefinitely so i don't know i I, that storyline's kind of weird to me Mm -hmm. just because I don't know. They were so romantically quick. And now it's like, oh, now we have a roadblock. So it's like almost forced. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, I just think it's a narrative device to put uh, their relationship on pause so they don't get married before season seven. Mm-hmm. 
do you think Fate's going to come back before the end of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Some people on Twitter were saying that no. So they don't think that they don't she's coming they, back. Yeah, they think that's a cliffhanger. Um. Well, mm. actually, how many? There's two episodes left. In the past, how many episodes has she been in? She hasn't been in every episode every. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. No. She's only been. She's only in like half of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So season. this could, that could really lead to the this trueness that she's only here for you know, the first half of the season and now she's out. Right. The back part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's more, that's more production than story, but um, I could yeah. see her not coming back until the end of, until next season. Yeah. Till Christmas, they could have a, a, a run and jump and kiss. Reunion. <laughs> or, or he like can he go could get go, her. Yeah. Well, he oh. was going to go for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see there. Um, we also have here the whole haunted house storyline with the kids. Yes. Big fan. <laughs> so, why didn't you tell us your big fan? Why side? am I a big fan? Yes. It was actually really enjoyable to have the kids have a storyline that wasn't based entirely on something they learned in school Mm -hmm. and and that's basically that's it i mean most of the storylines are just like elizabeth taught them about being a pirate so they were being pirates or elizabeth taught them about inertia so they rolled down a hill i don't know i can't think of good examples but it was it was nice to actually give them some sort of autonomy to come up with their own storyline instead of just like fighting with Mm -hmm. kids. Um, So I really liked it as far as that went. I thought it was hilarious when she rocked the chair. Um, I don't really understand why she got in trouble. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I completely Mm -hmm. agree. I was very confused because she's, she didn't do anything malicious. She was just teasing them. Yeah. And not even in a mean way. I think it was more like opal going you know, I think it was more on that end that she got hurt. Yeah, but, but that's not, really not Allie's fault. Yeah. yeah. I think she yeah. was just, I don't know. I, I Also, think, Opal yeah. hurt her arm, so her legs were couldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say, little kids are just weird like that. Like, they hurt one thing, and then they're just crippled for life. They can't get you up, can't, you have to you carry them. You can't trick me. Harper and Allie could have carried her. Yeah, Harper could have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have. But that's, you know, Opal could have made a big stink about it in the world. She could have played Help I Fallen and I Can't Give Up. That is not an Opal thing to do. And the, so the kids would have not been also, they would have been smart enough to know, okay, we can't just stay out here in the woods all night because that's dangerous, not like just because of bears, but like because it will get cold and they'll get sick. And they are country kids. They know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it could have also been one of those things, too, where they were lost in the woods running. And so mm-hmm. I, they might have thought, too, if we stay put, somebody will find us quicker. I just, that's mm-hmm. the one part that I didn't like was I just didn't believe that they would just sit there. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have her break her leg? I know that, that would have been. Even with her broken leg, they could have dragged her, but it would have been more reasonable. 
I, I don't know. It's fine, but I liked it. I liked it as a narrative choice to mm-hmm. have this storyline for the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my, my one thing was the whole alley thing. I think they were way too hard on her. It is not her fault that Opal got hurt. It's not her fault that Robert and Harper and Opal decided to go in the woods to find this haunted cabin. Yeah. I think that was ridiculous. She didn't even invite them. She just she told just them. She just told them and was just like, hee hee. Because she knows that they're going to go, and it's funny. She's just a kid. I mean, Yeah, and they, and like... She's trying to make friends. They're, they are as culpable as she is for going into the woods. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Whatever. that was my thing. I was like, mm, we're too hard on this kid. Give me a break. So. But oh well. Everyone yeah. lived. And <laughs> it was funny, though. It was so funny. It was really funny. <laughs> Jada is such a, a cute little actress. Like I, I love watching her. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. She kind of looks like uh, Kevin McGarry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd. He, she could totally pass for her, his in real life niece. Mm-hmm. I think. Like they've got the dimples going on. Yeah. So they're cute together. And they we still cute. don't know exactly what happened to her mom. She died. She, she died. Just, but just that she died. That's all. We she know. died. Yeah, she died, and then dad left them. Left. And grandma's too old. Grandma's too old and granddad's in jail. Which was another interesting uh, layer we peeled tonight mm-hmm. about Mountie Nate. And why he joined the Mounties. Mm-hmm. What did his yeah. dad do? What did he I think, I think he, um, at least what I think is, like, he, he was stealing, but I don't know. I think, yeah, they alluded, they alluded to him stealing. I feel like he has to have had some sort of, like, gambling con man thing, which is Mm -hmm. why he's... Oh, he doesn't like Lucas. That's why he Mm does that. That's what I have to think it has to be. Yeah. That makes complete sense. I mean, that was definitely a thing with Cat Montgomery's husband back in season one. Wasn't he gambling or something like that and swindling off their money? And then she had to pay off their debts or whatever. So, I mean, it's... Western mm-hmm. towns gambling. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just a gambling yeah. thing. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, and Lucas literally owns the saloon where they gamble. So, makes sense to me. Anyway, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked finding out about Lucas, Nathan's past. I just wish they'd just tell us really fast. Like, I don't yes. need all this drawn out stuff. Just tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, like, also, it's more fun for the audience if we know something that the odd that the people don't know. I, I like that. Yeah, I kind of wonder if. Well, I guess scenes wouldn't have been cut from that because Abigail wouldn't have known because Abigail was there, so she would just kick them out or something like that. So I guess, yeah, we'll find out next week though. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about I'll next be week. Excited, but before we get to next week, let's talk about. Our favorite couple. America's favorite couple. America's favorite and couple. Canada. The and world's Canada. favorite couple. The Hardy's favorite couple. You guys know who we're talking about, right? Hashtag Rosalie. Woo! <laughs> oh, they're so sweet. Okay, so Rosemary is babysitting baby Jack. That was Because um, Elizabeth had to go take care of the kids' shenanigans. Lee comes in, and she's like, don't wake up, baby Jack. 
and then they have their conversation. Oh. Thoughts on this? I mean, Pascal and Kevin, they rocked that scene. Like, it was so powerful, I think. Like, I was, I was amazed on how emotional Rose, Rosemary got. I just thought it was neat to see her di- like, different side of her character. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't say enough good things about Pascal. Mm. She is such an amazing actress and Kevin and their mm-hmm. chemistry is so amazing. And like, even though they do have a great romantic chemistry, I love that they have been able to mature their romantic chemistry as their characters have also matured. Mm-hmm. Just, I can't say enough good things about them and their storyline and how they are adapting it from the script. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're incredible. They're just they're amazing. Are. Incredible. Mm-hmm. They, they need some kind of award. They really do. They're fantastic. I mean, that's a, that's a very hard situation to be in, in real life. Not, mm-hmm. or thinking that you're not able to have children. Mm-hmm. And so to portray that on screen too, and they both have kids, um, Kevin and his wife and Pascal and her husband, they both have two boys each. Um, so I, I feel like they were able to kind of empathize, like what if we didn't we, have our children or, mm-hmm. you know, what if we were really Rosemary and Lee? Um, just because that's just a, that's a very hard topic you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's very, it's very fragile. Mm-hmm. And I think they vulnerable. did an excellent, yeah, they did an excellent job being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was like crying. Cause... I did cry. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think for Rosemary as her character too, um, and I can understand this because I'm very, it's hard for me sometimes to be vulnerable. And for Rosemary, I think she she wasn't going to say anything. Like, we mm-hmm. know this. We've seen her struggle with not opening up. And I love that Lee was able to bring it out of her and tell her that everything was going to be okay. And that, mm-hmm. yes, you are going to talk to me whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it just shows their, like Amber said, maturity as a couple and their growth and hashtag all the feels. Oh, no. <laughs> um. So then um, Rosemary talks to Elizabeth. Elizabeth also knows something's wrong and she opens up to, or not Pascal, Rosemary opens up to Elizabeth. Um, I found that scene really touching too. Mm -hmm. Just, and it's hard from Elizabeth's standpoint and in real life, it's hard when you have a child Mm-hmm. And you have friends that have either lost children that would have been the same age as your own or are not able to have kids. And I think that um, Elizabeth and Rosemary's friendship really shows, you know, how we can be encouraging to others who are struggling with this. Because mm-hmm. this is not an easy topic to talk about. Um, it's hard to, and it's hard to empathize. And it, you almost have like a survivor's guilt idea. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I had a friend who lost her child she would have been the the child would have been around my kids age too and it was it was Mm. very hard um and it's like what do you say to your friend who you know can't have a kid and you have one yeah and 
and both of their facial expressions, Pascal's and like Aaron's, like you can totally tell that that line that they were like showing, like um, Elizabeth was like looking at baby Jack and like while listening to Rosemary talk about not having a child, you can totally see that emotion coming through to both of them. Mm-hmm. It was powerful, I think. Right. It was amazing. It was so good. I don't really even know what else I can say. I, I know. know. I keep saying amazing, <laughs> powerful. Yes. I, I'm, I'm glad they are taking this route because, you know, mm-hmm. you don't see these storylines come up every day. And they're hard storylines. It's fragile. I mean, it needs to be talked about. And how do we support our friends? going And it being Rosemary and Lee, how they're always so joyful and playful and, like, happy and seeing them that like vulnerable I think it's neat to watch on screen all right and now I'm gonna say something about production on this because remember when production was like no we can't have world war one because Hope Valley is like a place where we're it's an escape or whatever Mm -hmm. this is why we watch when calls the heart to see real people with their faith and with hope deal with difficult things Mm-hmm. So we could have had World War One and dealt with that and done it with hope because mm-hmm. this is very personal and mm-hmm. very difficult and we are able to get, get through it together mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a strong storyline. It's way better than, oh, is the railroad going to come to the t- town? Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, frankly, who cares about the railroad? There's real stakes. We care about Mm -hmm. Rosemary. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why this storyline is so compelling because Mm -hmm. it's a personal storyline. And I love it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. I completely agree. We we connect with the people. Mm -hmm. We don't connect with the, you know, the oil or the the train. Mm Mm-hmm. Etc. I mean, I mean, and I know it affects our characters when there's no trains and there's no oil, but it only affects our characters in so much as will this force them to leave Hope Valley to find jobs somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why I just wish we spent more time with the characters dealing mm-hmm. with real life things as opposed mm-hmm. to dealing with entrepreneurial pursuits. Right. Right. The emotional scenes are what draws us in the most, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the last season, the fi- the finale, the the funeral and everything, that oh, was yeah. like, like was so, good. so good. And then this episode was so powerful and it was emotional. So I think mm-hmm. the more emotional it is, the more we drawn in we are. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying I want to live in, in this, you know, dealing with, you know, emotional mm-hmm. things every mm-hmm. time. Like, let's have fun. Let's- yeah have the kids pretend to be ghosts balance right Mm -hmm. because life is not all it's not all fun and dandy and it's it's not all tears and you Mm -hmm. know sadness either and i think that's what a lot of people why a lot of people were drawn to when calls a heart in season one because season one was very character driven driven. Mm -hmm. yeah because all of the characters we're dealing with loss. that immense mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's something that they got away from a little bit, um, where all that the people cared about was the railroad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, do, I think that the loss of Jack 
I think that the loss of Abigail has mm-hmm. really forced the show to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reevaluate and go back. And I think the show's better for mm-hmm. being able to focus more on these personal issues and personal relationships as opposed right. to, you know, these grander mm-hmm. devices mm-hmm. that are causing problems, but not so much personally. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I think so too. Sorry, I just needed to talk say that. <laughs> no, I completely agree. You are spot on the nail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being yeah. said, uh, bring back Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Charles and plaid and suspenders. Oh yeah, Chop T. Marcus. Yeah, there you go, Chop. <laughs> We need to get let's, let's like not even necessarily bring back Charles for Elizabeth, but like let's just have Charles come into town and like have Hickam and Charles both trying to date the same girl. Oh yeah. And have a oh. uh, wood shopping scene for Hickam and Charles. They could be in a Hope Valley competition. Yes. Where there is wood chopping. Yes, I like this. <laughs> Season seven. Here we go. Season seven. Yes. It would be amazing. Yes, it will be. So, final thoughts on last night's episode? It was so good. It was so good, yeah. It was my favorite of the season so far. Yeah, it really was. I don't really think that there was anything that I really disliked. I mean, sometimes I just get irritated with Bill, but that's not, that doesn't mean that I disliked any of the courtroom stuff because ultimately Gowan was vindicated. And, and that, that dispute works for me mm-hmm. not because they're both characters that we care about. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we see their hopefully growth too. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I think it's over. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys want to jump into comments? Yeah. Comment time. Yeah. It's comment time. When you call the heart, then you call comment time. That's our new theme song. I just I like that. That was beautiful. <laughs> That's the best. All right. So we have here Ashley T. She is at Mrs. Roadpack. She says, the moment between Lee and Rosemary was absolutely beautiful. It certainly seems like adoption is in their future, like many of us thought at the beginning of the season and would tie into when Hope calls. Mm-hmm. Then she also says, still don't like Elizabeth with any other man. I feel like season one Jack, and she has a gif. <laughs> I love this gif. It's of Elizabeth talking to Billy Hamilton, and Jack's in the background, and he's like sipping his coffee, like, what you doing yeah. with my girl? He's not really my girl yet. <laughs> yeah. So. We are, I mean, to be fair, we're all very protective of Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And baby Jack. Like, Elizabeth and baby Jack, they yes. don't mess with them. Baby Jack, who Casey and I call JJ. Oh. JJ. I like yeah. Jack. <laughs> Jack Jr. JJ. Uh, Valerie Spencer says, absolutely loved it. Marianne C., she is, oh, Valerie Spencer's uh, handle is True Hallmark Fan on Twitter. Marianne C., she is at Mare C, M A R E C, 07. She says, when Elizabeth flinched at Lucas, or as Lucas reached for the book, see tweet, she has a tweet that she retweeted. 
Um, and the way she exhaled when he left the library, dot, 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 something is brewing and I don't know what it is, but I think I'm okay with it. And the tweet she retweeted, um, she wrote, uh, that moment with Chris McNally reaching for the book next to Aaron Craco gave me some major Joe Fox, Kathleen Kelly vibes. Hashtag you got mail, hashtag Hardee's. And it's a gift that you guys have to check out. It's of him like telling her to kind of hush <laughs> and they're staring at each other. Mm-hmm. So you guys have to, should go check that out. Um, uh, Wendy Farley, she is at Wendy underscore Farley one. She says, excellent episode as good as the good old days. Just like we were just talking about mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. So yes, bringing it back to the season one character mm-hmm. growth episodes. Um, Val Shrine says, Rosemary and Lee are amazing. They keep on getting better and better. They are certainly why I visit the Valley each week. A bit sad to see the team infirmary bump in the road. I simply love how much of an ensemble it has become and how the stories touch upon everyone in Hope Valley. And again, it goes back to the characters' growth. Mm-hmm. Um, Gagel says, Rosemary and Lee are the best. Allie is an adorable troublemaker. <laughs> I don't think Faith is coming back, at least not this season. Can't wait to find out what Lucas's secret is. I'm team Lucas in general, but that might be carried over Chris McDowell's feelings from sailing into love. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I did a poll about if people are missing the Abigail storyline, and 60% said no, and 40% said they miss her. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I miss Abigail, but mm-hmm. I don't really miss what they were doing with her character. That's what I like. That's, yeah, that's what this, the storyline thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I just, because for so long, her character just became like the embodiment of perfect virtue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't feel, she didn't feel super real to me. Mm-hmm. Y'all can listen to all the past podcasts where I mentioned this. Oh, I'll just stop. But, but yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I agree with the poll for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I agree with poll too. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss Abigail's presence. Mm-hmm. I miss her as Elizabeth's friend. I miss her as, you know, Cody's mom. Mm-hmm. I don't miss her as the mayor. Yeah. I'm sorry. I do not care for her as mayor. Um, but that was just because everything she solved. It, well, yeah, talk, never mind. Listen to all my old, pod, all my old podcasts. <laughs> In a nutshell, it's because she was a paragon of virtue, and it seemed like Cody was also becoming a paragon of virtue. And it, I don't know, it mm-hmm. wasn't relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked season one, season two, Abigail way better than later season Abigail. Mm-hmm. Um, just her storyline was better, I think, in the olden days. I think she's mm-hmm. a great friend and a great mom, great person in general. Just wasn't feeling the storyline. So mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the episode, dun, 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 hashtag LLAU. <gasps> oh, hashtag LLAU. <laughs> and if you it's time for here, Lori Laughlin alternate universe. <laughs> We are really good at sound effects, you guys. <laughs> the best. So, where do we think Lori Laughlin was cut out? 
Um, I think the courtroom scene, maybe? Yeah, she was absolutely For sure. in the courtroom. I don't know what she would have done in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. In the lab- and I think they um, took out, like, a, the um, town council or whatever they call it meeting for the library, you know? <gasps> yes, they did. Yeah, I think they... Wait, no, I'm confusing that with something else. Did we see previous of that? One, like, one thing about Elizabeth going to talk about the library to the town council. I think oh, that was... Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <gasps> You'll like what I think they cut out of the courtroom scene. I think they cut her, like, I think she was defending Gowan. Mm. You think? I, I think, I, I really do. I, I really do. I think she was like, I object. <laughs> and she would like insert herself and say how Gowan. So she I, was you know, like Gowan's attorney? Basically, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And and Martin Cummings, somebody commented on Martin Martin Cummings' um, Instagram post about how we're sad we can't see Abby Gowan or whatever the hashtag name is. And he Can said that you Henry Gale? Gale? How Henry Gale? Gale? Thank you. I'm sorry. Henry Gale. <laughs> Henry Gale. <laughs> hashtag Henry Gale. And he said that he was sad that we can't we see all are potential sad. either. Oh. I took a screenshot of it. Hold on. I really, I miss, I, I, I do miss Henry Gale. I, that's the one thing. Because remember how preseason we heard that she was going to get her Melrose Place, like, love interest guy? Mm-hmm. So, honestly, if that was going to happen and Henry Gale wasn't going to happen, then I'm kind of glad that we're not getting anything. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather have the promise and the dream of Henry Gale than Me to too. have it straight up murdered in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless um, Gowan like beats up Melrose Place guy and then takes Abigail away, but yeah, Gowan Martin is Cummings. not a beats up a guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this person says, "I'm so sad we'll never get to see Gowan and Abigail be in love." I shipped it with 41 likes as of last night. Should have 41 million likes. <laughs> says me too. Oh. Martin Cummings said me too. He said, me too. So he ships Henry Gale too. Can we hold Hold the phone. Oh, man. I miss it. I'm really sad about that. I, will I am that. too. I will. I, I do miss that. Thank God. <laughs> oh, you alternate universe for taunting us. So sad. <laughs> Any other places where we think? Do we see Abigail's arms? Oh, elbow. And did we see uh I didn't Cody's see head. any Cody. I didn't see any Abigail elbows. I don't know if you guys told did you tell them that I saw Cody's head last week? No. <gasps> did we I saw I Cody's so. forehead last week. Mm. <laughs> so whoops a daisy. <laughs> I mean it's no Starbucks cup in oh. Winterfell, but it, it was still Cody's forehead. Oh man, I have to go back and rewatch. I have to I watch it notice. too. I was probably too busy tweeting to notice. <laughs> it was when they were in the school and and uh, like she was talking to Allie or Hope Opal or they were working on their math and he was in the row behind them on the like our right of Robert. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. With his head down doing his math. Oh, Cody. Oh. 
Cody. I really want them to figure out a way to bring Cody back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He misses Hope Valley, so he has to come back. Yeah. He's tired of Hamilton's fancy ways. Mm. He wants cool. to come back to Hope Valley. So... Hallmarkies Pod put out a poll. Hey, hashtag Hardies, tell us who you want to see try to court Elizabeth in season seven. You have six days to answer, Hardies. We want you to answer this poll. Mm-hmm. You have four choices Charles, Lucas, Nathan, and Shane. Yes. So, you so far. This it's been twenty seven minutes. We have twenty two votes. Twenty three votes. Somebody just somebody just voted. Oh, <laughs> live <laughs> results. <laughs> so we want to see what you guys have to say about this. We'll report next week. We will. You have six days, Hardy. Okay, go 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 vote. If you have more thoughts, you feel like we didn't talk about something adequately enough. We are going to have a new special podcast that we will record on Thursday and release on Feedback Friday, where we will take your feedback and your questions and answer them on Thursday, on Friday. So get your questions to us by Thursday. You can either tweet it to us at Hallmarkies Pod. You can send an email to feedback at hallmarkiespodcast.com, or you can call us, leave a voicemail, and we will play your voicemail recording on the podcast. It's basically like you're being a guest host. So if that you want to call that number, it's 801-855-6407. So we'll also put that in the description if you didn't catch it. So come on, you guys. Let's try something Enjoy. new. Yeah. It'll be so much fun. Also, you can just be like, Amber, you're super wrong about Faith and Carson. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess you can tell me that I'm crazy about, like, Elizabeth and Carson and shenanigans. <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry Carson's not on the poll, but they only let you choose four people. Are okay. you Team Hickam people? Oh, if anybody wants to talk about Hickam, please leave a feedback. Yes, we will email. love it. Yes. Even Kevin McGarry is Team Hickam. Okay. He told me on Instagram. <laughs> See? Yes. Caroline's best friends with them, so, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caroline's best friend, Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they get him on the pod. How they get him? <laughs> okay, so, and then one more thing, you guys. If being on the feedback show is not enough Hallmarkies podcast content for you, then you should become a patron of the podcast by going to hallmarkiespodcast.com slash patron, and it'll take you to our Patreon page where you can Pledge a little bit of money each month. You can be a part of our super exclusive Facebook group where we do all the hot gossip and get access to bonus content as well as early access to some of our other content. So feel free to check that out. Yep. Yes. And we'll disclose where that Patreon money is going to. I think it's going towards new mics. Yeah, because uh, some of you people who are not me... Don't have the best mics. (laughs) Me. (laughs) So not only will you be helping the podcast get better, you'll also be having so much fun with us on Facebook. There you go. So there you have it. All right. 
you guys, it has been so much fun. Yes. And... I can't wait for the fun to begin next week when yeah. Lucas's past catches up with him. Who saves bum, Elizabeth? Bum, bum. Elizabeth stuck in a saloon with guns pointed at her head. Mm. It's about to go down. Where can people find you? Um, as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. And Caroline? Oh, sorry. I'm Mita Caroline R on Twitter. Twitter. And I am at Hallmark My Words on Twitter. And yeah, we'll look forward to talking to you on Friday and next week. Next week. Yep. All right. All right. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.